Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, it's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel the Breeze Man and Mike the Cap Kapler joining me here for this week's edition of Growing in Grace. Hope everything's well with all of our listening audience out there, all of our friends and anyone else who might be listening, enemies too, uh, whoever you are, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love uh, comments uh, just because uh, it's good to know that you're out there, that you're listening. And, and if this program is having some sort of a an effect on you, if you have a complaint, uh, sure, we'd love to hear from you too there because we've got thick skin after six, almost seven years of doing this. And it's been even longer for both of us that we've been uh, talking out this whole grace thing with other people. You know, we know that there's opposition to this good news grace message, even in the church. So uh, we're used to some of that by now. <laughs> Sorry, I had to move. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I, had to, I had to shut my door so the dog wouldn't slip out on me and start barking out the window. No. <laughs> So if Joel didn't edit it, that three or four second pause there was brought to you by. See, we should get sponsors for our program, Joel. (laughs) Let's do that. Okay. We're going to tackle something here today, and this will probably take our our full program here, Joel. So we we probably better jump in. I had a a listening friend of ours um, kind of offer a suggestion for the podcast. It's a bit off the beaten path of what you and I are usually talking about. But it, it had to do with something that Paul addressed in, in 1 Corinthians, and it starts mainly in chapter 5, where Paul said, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. And you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. There's a, a lot of stuff being covered here in my Bible, two or three pages kind of relating to some of this. So I don't think we have to read through everything verse by verse here, but Paul kind of went on to say that you shouldn't just wink at this and and act like it's okay. He said that they were puffed up. There's almost the the hint that there was an acceptance about this. There was almost some laughter about it, as if this was okay. I have the feeling that Paul was probably concerned that this might spread, and uh, it might become the norm, as if this is an acceptable way to live. Right, and, and I think uh, you know a lot of our regular listeners might be thinking, well, where are they going with this? What what about grace? Aren't is is doesn't grace cover all of this? And well, indeed it does, of course. And is this person that is being talked about in First Corinthians five, is their identity in Christ still the same? Has it changed? Are they no longer in Christ? And well, no, their identity has not changed. This person is still in Christ. So that's not the issue, because as we've talked about many, many times on our program, our identity in Christ has absolutely nothing to do with our performance, but it's totally based upon the fact of our birth. We've been born again. We've been made new creations because of what Christ has done, and by grace through faith. And so what Paul is addressing here, and what I, I guess what I first want to address here real quickly, is that 
unfortunately, and I've seen this happen in, in a church that I was a part of a long time ago, every time somebody, well, not necessarily every time, but w- well, when it's made public that someone has committed some sort of sexual immorality, they immediately go to move to uh, boot that person out. I think totally missing what Paul is really addressing here, what he's really getting at. And, and Cap, I think you were you were hitting the nail on the head with that one in, in that it's not so much that he's saying, doggone it, just kick people out when, when they're doing what's wrong, but he's. it looks like these people, it says here they were puffed up. Paul says, your glorying is not good. They were acting as if this is what life in Christ is about. And so I think Paul was saying, no, you know, just because you're saved by God's grace and your identity doesn't change because of your behavior, that doesn't mean that this stuff is right. Yeah, it's almost as if they were getting a kick out of it. But having said that, you know, Paul started out the the book of First Corinthians by reminding one of the first verses in, in the book. He said, you know, you are sanctified. I'm, I'm writing to you, Corinthians, who are, who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. It's not, it's not something that they're shooting for. It's not a goal to become sanctified. They already are. And Paul understood that. Toward the end of the first chapter of First Corinthians, he said, because of what God did, you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So all of these things, all of these qualities are still part of the new identity, even when people aren't behaving in the right manner and they're out doing the wrong thing, sexual sin or whatever it may be. For those who have trusted and believed in Christ, this is who they are. Unfortunately, not everybody acts like who they are. We don't always behave like who we are. The, the, the qualities of the new identity in Christ are not always manifested, as we all know, in our own lives sometimes. And, and so I think Paul was, was encouraging people here to address this. He, he went on after uh, some of this, Joel. That, that, that started out with that story of, of a man taking his father's wife, probably a, a stepmother. Uh, he went on to say some things, you know, in the next chapter in 1 Corinthians 6 about sexual immorality. Let me pull this up here real quick. He, he, he encouraged people to, to flee from it. But you know, a verse that you and I have quoted over the years is this one, 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are lawful for me. Remember, now we're under grace, not law, right? So, hey, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful or profitable. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any Paul went on to say. And so he started talking about foods and so forth, but he said the body is not for sexual immorality, uh, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And and he goes on, you know, to say some things uh, in, in both 1st and 2nd Corinthians about the power of certain sins. And it seems like he seemed to be singling out sexual sins. It can bring on a real negative because it's not just a sin against somebody else. It's a sin against your own body. Sin is not good. I, I know it's been dealt with in regards to where we stand with God. Sin was taken away. That doesn't mean the action of sin disappeared, obviously, in this fallen world. And so when somebody makes a wrong action, like what we're talking about here, Paul was trying to set the Corinthians straight. It kind of reminds me a little bit, even though he wasn't talking about sexual sin specifically, Joel, in Galatians, where Paul made the case for freedom from the law, but then he went on uh, in Galatians to say, don't let this freedom, this newfound liberty in Christ, uh, even though you are free, don't use it as an opportunity for the flesh. So he, he, would, he would constantly exhort believers to you know, reflect outwardly who they are in Christ. 
but not by our own self-effort, simply trusting in the, the life of Christ that, that already lives in us. Right, yeah, and I, I think that, you know, what we're talking about here is, is, a, is a, I think it's a good thing to address, you know, from time to time. It's not something, you know, some churches seem to focus on it. We've talked about this, how the focus in the church is always sin, sin, sin. Every week it's talking about sin. And as you know, if you've listened to this program for any length of time, that's not what we talk about. It's not about trying to correct everybody's behavior issues uh, week after week. Uh, because we believe that grace is the power uh, that enables us to live a holy and righteous life, and so we don't need to be down on sin all the time. But uh, but when you know when a, a, a group of people, a body of people, are are thinking you know like this like this early Corinthian church was seemed seems like they were thinking that this thing was was right all things are lawful so uh let's go ahead and and just do whatever we want and um that kind of issue i think does need to be addressed in the church because that's really not what life in christ is about and so yes uh let's continue always to uh, talk about God's grace to be rooted, rooted and grounded and established in in our identity in Christ and who in who God is and His grace and unconditional love. And uh, in a situation like this, where people are perhaps thinking that, all right, we're free to do what we want, so let's just go and do it. I think I think it deserves to be addressed. I think it's needful in in many cases that uh, you say, all right, time out, hold on, hold on. That's not what life in Christ is about. You're it, indeed you're free to do what you want. You know, you you mentioned where it says all things are lawful for me in First uh, Corinthians six. He gets back to it in First Corinthians ten. He says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Uh, let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. And so when you're wanting to be helpful, uh, when you want to edify, uh, when you uh, want to seek the other's well-being, you know, sexual immorality and other sins don't fit into that. And, and so that's not what life in Christ is about. Again, you remain saved. You remain a highly favored child of God, uh, no matter what your behavior is. But I think there's a place to say, hey, you know, that's really not what life in Christ is about if you think it's about just going out and, and, and doing uh, things because you're free in Christ. Yeah, and, and we've talked before about how we always like to have a happy ending on our podcast. <laughs> it's like a good movie. Hopefully it's a happy ending. Well, in 2 Corinthians, Paul addresses this, uh, this particular person again who, who had the, uh, the sexual sin that was addressed. And, and he tells them in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, so he hits on this early in his second epistle here. He, he says, you know, hey, hey this, this guy needs uh, your love. And I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. And, and he, he encouraged forgiveness, Joel, and, and to uh, welcome him back. Now, I don't know everything. It doesn't reveal everything that was said or done between the people and, and, and this particular individual. But he, he, he talks about restoration, forgiveness, and reaffirming love to this particular individual. So it's not like they booted him out on the street forever and ever. Amen. Um, and then just shortly after that, in the next chapter... Paul, as he, as he continues bouncing off of that, he starts talking about uh, law, uh, the new covenant versus the old, and uh, you know how, how we uh, are now delivered from the ministry of death. 
And so I think sometimes we, we read these these things in tiny little verses, and, and we miss the big scope of some other things Paul is saying in relation to that. Nonetheless, um, I, you know, it's one of those things, Joel, where I think certain things that we do will have a negative impact on, on ourselves or on people around us in this life, in this world. And, and I think Paul was encouraging people to, uh, to live like who they were. Yeah, because grace will enable us to live like who we were, like who we are. And, and, uh, and that's part of the good news message, uh, being able to know Christ. And, you know, I've, uh, always wondered, uh, <laughs> as we wrap up here, uh, where did Paul's actual first, very first epistle to the Corinthians go? Because, in mm-hmm. in the book that we call First Corinthians, he says, "I wrote to you in my epistle, not to keep company with sexually immoral people." So he had already written an epistle. So First Corinthians is really Second Corinthians, and Second Corinthians is really Third Corinthians. And I want to know where the missing epistle went. But we'll have yeah. to do that another day. Yeah, you're right. I, I've read that too, and I, I don't think there's a real good record of it. Although I've heard that some would suggest. Some later chapters of 2 Corinthians might be related to that missing epistle. That could be. Uh, Maybe when we get to heaven and Paul's not exhorting us anymore to quit that bad behavior, we can talk to him (laughs) about that. (laughs) Sounds good to me. All right, more good news next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.